0: gentlemen welcome to the netflix and School podcast your source for netflix news reviews and booze i am caleb and i'm miraculously still alive and i'm miraculously not asleep how are you i'm good you know i had a bit of a health
1: scare this week but uh turns out uh, two of our friends have already been through the exact same health scare and uh it turns out there's no health scare at all it's just uh i need to Partake in more Tums festivals.
0: The body hates you.
1: (laughs) I think it just hates my diet. I just eat almost exclusively spicy food. So it's like, here, you've had heartburn that you haven't uh, tried to resolve in any way, shape or form. Let me fucking make it so you think you're dying of a heart attack.
0: Yeah. Let me just fucking make everything bad real quick
1: yeah thanks thanks body Uh, it was really nice of you to completely fuck me up thinking that i was dying at two in the morning yikes yeah uh outside of that no issues uh have been taking the 14 day medication that i was prescribed uh i'm on day four of it now uh things are better i guess well that's good so uh hooray how are you doing
0: I'm all right. I'm tired. Just uh, taking today day to recover and just waiting to get done with the call so I can go back to sleep.
1: Remember when you were in theory going to work fewer days and now you work the same number of days and
0: more hours
1: and more hours uh, and-, and I'm assuming you're salaried. So you do that technically all unpaid.
0: Yep. I don't know. I'm I'm ready for the part where I stop grinding so much and it starts to flow. It'll get there eventually. I'm I'm ready for it.
1: I know it'll happen, uh, and I believe in you. I guess with that, let's move into what's your swill. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Can!
0: All right, I have a modello and also a cranberry juice because uh, my body's breaking down.
1: You're gonna wind up, uh, you know, having to go to the hospital and it, having the the doctor extract a 16 day shit that your uh, frenemy has to sit there in the hospital room and wait for you to fart.
0: Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking of, like, the fucking, the fuck was the thing we watched? Uh, Oh, it was in Sandman with the bezoar. I thought you were going to say, like, extract a a lump of, like, partly digested hair to to use for a magic spell.
1: No, nothing that cool.
0: We watch too much Netflix stuff.
1: Uh, That's a, that's a that's a bit true uh i mean that is the name of the show is netflix and swill therefore we watch a lot of netflix stuff so i I feel like it's part of the job description
0: i don't know i gave myself uh, a little break from it this week um you know spoilers for uh, a segment later but i didn't watch any extra stuff on netflix and and put a little time into watching uh Some of the She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel episodes that are out. Uh, It's 2022. Girls can be superheroes, too, Dan. Get over yourself. No, they can't. They're not allowed.
1: Not after Marvel forced a fucking woman power moment into Avengers Endgame. Women can't be superheroes anymore. I'm calling it. No, I like that part. I hated that part. Do you know why I hated that part? Because it was forced? Uh, one, it was forced, and two, none of the women needed to fucking protect Miss Marvel, uh, or Captain Marvel. She was doing just fine by herself, as she, uh, let's remember, only moments earlier came down and destroyed an entire ship on her own.
0: Yeah. Well, they even, they talk about that in Ms. Marvel, because, like, it's like, yeah, she she could have just handled Thanos, like, single-handedly. And she just let the other heroes do stuff so they would feel good about themselves.
1: I mean that kind of makes sense, but
0: yeah, yeah, that's always.
1: I mean, and I, I, I can't deal with Marvel anymore. There's so much fucking content to even keep track of. I think, I think now, currently, in terms of total hours, the, there are more total hours needed to watch Phase Four than mm-hmm. all three other phases combined.
0: That feels like it's probably true because they're actually doing like shows now. Um, also, well, I don't know. I don't know. Is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. considered part of one of the phases. I don't know. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I don't really like... I'm not here for it anymore. I'm just picking and choosing what I want to see.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Because, I don't know. I just wanted to watch She-Hulk. Because, you know, that's my fetish.
1: Being crushed by a giant woman, I understand.
0: Yeah. D- please step on me, Dommy Mommy.
1: <laughs> uh, well, as for my swill, because we're somehow still in what's your swill, uh, I'm drinking water. Because my body would kill me otherwise.
0: There apparently.
1: You. So we're just we're just running with water and seeing what happens.
0: Fun. Uh, that brings us into the news segment.
1: Oh, shit, it's mail time.
0: Uh, Neil Gaiman revealed that the Sandman can be shopped around should Netflix cancel the series. Uh, Neil Gaiman, very smart about how he structures his contracts, and, uh, you know, this is his first rodeo, so. And his first uh, rodeo. Yeah, he got that in there, so. Uh, if Netflix doesn't pick Sandman up for a second season... Uh, could potentially go somewhere else. So,
1: I've already theorized that. Uh, well, HBO's in disarray. Uh, they're just going through a hardcore restructuring that nobody likes because they're uh, they're dumb. Uh, it doesn't fit with Disney, so uh, it also doesn't fit with NBC or Paramount. So that leaves two streamers. Should Netflix cancel it? And the two streamers I am talking about are, of course, Amazon Prime and Apple Plus. And those are the two streamers I want to die most. And that's it. There's there's really nothing else about the story. I mean, Neil Gaiman uh, has said a lot about about uh, Sandman, uh, saying that we're getting closer to renewal. Every day we get a little bit closer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we'll find out because we're uh, I think we have one more week of 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 of. Uh, Sandman before we... Right. I should know this. I've been staring at viewing stats for like a month. Uh, Yes, we have two more weeks of Sandman viewing data to see before uh, we should know if it's uh, renewed or not. All right. Our next story is that Steve Blackman, showrunner for the Umbrella Academy and not the professional wrestler, has been tapped as the Horizon Zero Dawn showrunner. Blackman also confirmed that the series would be based on the video game and not a prequel to it.
0: Noice. Uh, that gives me some small amount of hope.
1: Yeah, but uh, th- the small amount of hope is taken away by the fact that it is Steve Blackman, showrunner for the Umbrella Academy. So I can only assume that uh, fucking Aloy is going to break out into a song and dance number 20 minutes into the first episode, and I'm going to shoot myself.
0: In other video game thing news, Uh, Bioshock's creative team has been set with Francis Lawrence uh, directing. He's from The Hunger Games, Catching Fire and I Am Legend. And Logan Green writing, uh, who wrote Logan and Blade Runner 2049. Uh, That's it. We
1: don't we still know what the Bioshock movie is about, but at least it looks like an okay creative team. Which is uh, a positive. I I like okay creative teams.
0: Hopefully they can outkick their coverage. Let's make it the story of the first game. Don't fucking fucking ruin it. Yeah. Finally, renewals and cancellations. Umbrella Academy has been renewed for a fourth and final season. Resident Evil has been canceled
1: uh netflix giveth netflix taketh away or in this case netflix taketh away and netflix taketh away (laughs) if you've listened to the show long enough you know our feelings on umbrella academy but i will say it was actually a pretty solid hit uh it got released in between stranger things parts so like i mean it did uh, well for
0: them it just wasn't my thing
1: right uh it, it hit 300 million hours viewed uh in its first i think 30 days or something on the platform uh It got sandwiched in between both Stranger Things parts, uh, which is normally a death sentence. Like if you look at all the other content released in that area, like they're not like no one even cares. But to hit that kind of number in between Stranger Things is uh, impressive and probably why the renewal was so quick.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Despite them saying that the fourth season of. Umbrella Academy is the last one. I bet whenever it ends, people are going to say that Netflix canceled it because they're homophobic or something. Not enough WLW. (laughs) I don't know. All my homies hate Netflix. That brings us into Downstream, where we talk about some trailers. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Uh, The first trailer is about My nickname in the criminal underground uh, when I used to live there, it's called the devil in Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Discover why no one is safe here on September 2nd, when hospital psychiatrist Dr. Suzanne Mathis, who is played by Bones from Bones, shelters a mysterious cult escapee. Uh, Her world is flipped, turned upside down, and she'd like a minute, take a minute, just sit right there she'll tell you about the, how the strange girl's arrival threatens to tear her own family apart. Uh, adapted from Daria Palatin's best-selling book inspired by true events, Devil in Ohio is a thrilling, shocking tale of demonic mayhem and a mystery in the heart of small-town America.
1: Uh, looks okay. It's a cult. So uh, it, it, this is a maybe-checkout for me, but uh, who the fuck knows. I'm so busy doing anything else than watching Netflix at this point, although I uh, I will be talking about a show that will probably take, be taking all my time later here in uh, Quick Hits. But uh, yeah, we'll see if I make time for the show. Probably not, though.
0: Yeah, probably not. Next trailer is for Lou. Uh, a storm rages. A young girl is kidnapped. Her mother, uh, played by Journey Smollett, uh, teams up with a mysterious woman next door, played by Allison Janney, uh, who looks a lot different now, mm-hmm. uh, to pursue the kidnapper. I, I legitimately didn't recognize that it was Alice and Janney. Mm-hmm. That's so, correct. That does not look like Allison Janney at all. Yeah, she's like bad uh, badass in this. Also old. Yeah. Yeah. Time makes fools of us all. They pursue the kidnapper, a journey that tests their limits and exposes shocking secrets from their pasts. A gruff loner living a quiet life with her dog battles the elements in her own dark past when a neighbor's little girl is kidnapped during a storm. Yeah. This actually looks, uh, quite great. I'm, yep. I'm into the whole current thing of you know, they did it with, uh, you know, the new Halloween movies, the new Texas Chainsaw movies. I, I Like, I want to see more uh, Older female action movies. I agree.
1: I actually do agree about that. That is yeah, uh, very
0: true. Yeah. Give me. Uh, I don't know. like Susan Sarandon kicking. <laughs> uh, fucking Predator in the nuts or something. It's such a weird poll. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I dig it. I'll watch I'm this. It. Yeah. I can't wait. Matter of fact, when does this come out? Uh, September I don't know 2nd? If said... At the end it should have said. I think it's September 2nd. Hmm. I don't know. Could watch this on uh, next week's, presumably. Was I right? Was it September 2nd? 20th, 22nd or 23rd, I think.
1: Oh, well, then that goes here.
0: S- yes. Good, good. Found it. All right, it's scheduled. Uh, Next trailer is for A Jazz Man's Blues, Um, a sweeping tale of forbidden love. A Jazz Man's Blues unspools forty years of secrets and lies. soundtracked by Juke Joint Blues in the Deep South. Written, directed, and produced by Academy Award honoree Tyler Perry. The film stars Joshua Boone and Slaya Pfeiffer as star-crossed lovers uh, Bayou and Leanne alongside an ensemble cast that includes Amira Van, Austin Scott, uh, Milana Jemai Jackson. Oh, no, I'm trapped in a block of names. Brent Antonello, Brad Benedict, Cario Marcel, Lana Young, and Ryan Eggold. I got through it. The film features an original song performed by Ruth B. Oh, no, more names. Uh, <laughs> songs arranged and produced by multi-Grammy winner and two-time Academy Award nominee Terrence Blanchard. Music by Aaron Zigman and choreography by Debbie Allen. I should have read that ahead of time, and just you know, stuck to the story relevant bits. Yeah, absolutely.
1: This uh, looks good. Yeah, surprisingly for a Tyler Perry directed movie, this actually looks uh, like it's quality. Because you know, Tyler
0: Perry doesn't make good movies. He makes the right. movies. He makes the movies that he wants to make.
1: Uh, Yes, he is a black Adam Sandler.
0: Hmm. I actually think that's kind of true. It's very true. I know that. That's why I said it. I don't say things unless they're the truth. All right. Uh, Last trailer is for Athena. After the death of his youngest brother following an alleged police altercation, abdel is called back to the front from the front line to find his family torn apart caught between his younger brother Karim's desire for revenge and the criminal dealings of his older brother maktar he struggles to calm the rising tensions as the situation escalates their community athena is transformed into a fortress under siege becoming a scene of tragedy for both the family and beyond For his third feature, director Roman Gavaris delivers an immersive modern tragedy co-written by Laj Lee and Elias Belkedar. Why do I keep getting into blocks of names? I'm done. (laughs) The tragic killing of a young boy ignites an all-out war in the community of Athena with the victim's older brothers at the heart of the conflict. I don't think it'll be... As action packed, I think it'll have more like more drama stuff. But mm-hmm. the trailer kind of reminded me of the raid a bit. Um, mm, eh, I don't know the way some of the action scenes are structured. It, it, like I said, yeah. it's not gonna be like as like pulse pounding action, but it's just like oh, they're like sweeping through buildings and shit, and you can't tell who's on whose side. Yeah, maybe. Uh, this more
1: look this more looks like overall revolution stuff now it could wind up being an action movie and that'd be dope yeah Yeah, I i think this is more like drama with like tense action bits
0: yeah you're probably right
1: so yeah uh this this might be another checkout i mean movies are as we said before movies are infinitely more easy to check out than than series are and get invested in so that's why you most people watch more movies than they do television series. Unless you're my girlfriend who watches like 19 television series at the same time.
0: Dear Lord. Also, fucking
1: check it out. Fucking check it out. Uh, She's currently watching Once Upon a Time. Yes, the, the old ABC show. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What else is she watching? 91. She's watching something else. Well, we're, we're in the middle of uh my quick hit, which I guess we can get into. Uh, very shortly but like yeah she juggles about like five or six at any time uh and just flips between them all she's a psychopath <laughs> uh on the heels of that let's get into it let's talk about quick hits and talk about the thing that i watched this week so uh caleb do you remember the show monk starring tony Shaloub?
0: Yeah, I remember the the concept of the show's existence. Yeah, Uh
1: I, I like that show a lot. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of stupidness. uh You know, m- mystery of the week shit. Uh, that's that's my jam. Mystery of the week shit, like murder she wrote, monk, anything like that. Like you got anything like that? Like fucking murder she wrote. Great. Uh, she she becomes a state senator for some fucking reason for an episode and goes to the ca- the state capitol to solve a murder after she becomes a state senator for some fucking reason. Don't get it. Don't understand it. Don't need. Don't even care. It's stupid setup to have uh, things happen. Well, this show on Netflix uh, reminds me very much of those, and it's called Extraordinary Attorney Woo. Uh, this is a Korean show, and it is about an autistic girl who becomes uh, a law savant because, uh, you know, she spent all of her days memorizing the law textbooks that her dad had in his apartment. And uh, she goes on to become a a wonderful attorney who can uh, recall uh, many various points of the law at any point in time. And uh, it's fun. It's interesting. Uh, Someone shits their pants in the third episode. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It has everything you've ever wanted in a television show. And when I tell you that Ashley was flabbergasted that some girl uh, shit her pants in the first or in the third episode of the show, I I, I, I do not exaggerate this. She was uh, aghast, uh, stunned, more similar similar words, more synonyms for those words, uh, could not believe that some poor woman shit herself.
0: That's fucking funny. I uh I did want to watch this. I haven't yet, but uh it it looked pretty good.
1: Was that the third episode? No, that was the second episode. Uh regardless, uh some poor woman shit herself in, in the show uh or very early. Uh the third episode is probably the most interesting one. Uh I think it's okay. It's an okay episode, but they kind of like they take on her the uh woos agency takes on a or uh law firm takes on um a case of like an autistic man, like he's 21, 22, uh, who is, you know, being charged with murdering his brother because he's, he was found, his brother was found with like, uh, several broken ribs. And the, the autistic boy was shown beating on his brother's chest as, as he walks it, as the parents walked in to find him. So like, there's that, uh, there's a lot of autistic hate comments, it's a very awkward episode to watch from like a westerner perspective because you're just like, Ugh, uh, this is kind of gross and all this shit. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting show, but like the the third episode is handled very weirdly. All right, uh, and that's it. I also made to actually watch two episodes of Monk because I was like, this is Monk, and she just went, yeah, I see it.
0: Alright, yeah, and I uh I didn't watch anything else, so except That's for fair. the aforementioned uh superhero things. Yeah. Well good for you. So with that,
1: let's uh cut into a quick break, and when we come back from that break, we'll talk about Never Have I Ever Season
0: Three. The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons, Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, and Ashley the Bubby Gorski Ben Kiefer Paul Prezula Daniel Henderson Julio Oliveira Jimmy De La Rosa Chris Yaney Brianna Petty Nate Wade Alan Gallarisi Duty Dutrum, Casey Moore The Revert, and Dan's Mom If you would like to become a patron of the show find us at netflixandswill.com slash patreon Buy some shit visit netflixandswill.com slash merch Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit com slash Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter.
1: Welcome back everybody, Caleb. It's time to get into our main interview topic for the week. Never Have I Ever, Season 3.
0: Hi, Never Have I Ever is the comedy-drama coming-out-of-age series on Netflix. Uh, It is the complicated life of a modern-day first-generation Indian-American teenage girl inspired by Mindy Kaling's own childhood. Of course, stars Ram Ramakrishnan, and it's a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. It's the, the misadventures and sexcapades and awkward nerdiness of a girl who's just trying to get through the fucking day-to-day shit that we all have to deal with that always sucks. Everybody's awkward and uncomfortable all the time. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Uh, So this season begins with the official debut of Daxton, uh, which is Davey and Paxton's uh, celebrity power couple. Uh, they're, they're finally going public. Uh, and everything goes downhill from there. Uh, yes, in terms of
1: story, in terms of quality, however. Boy, this season's really good. Yeah,
0: season's really good.
1: Uh, I, I actually would say this is the strongest season of the show. Now, of course, uh, the show ends with uh, season four. Uh, we're getting a fourth season, and then moving on, I guess we're getting her final year of high school. Which is great. Uh, but yeah, uh, I- I'm glad to see growth. Uh, Paxton has become uh, my my woke king. Uh, we all love our woke king who uh, mm-hmm. can admit faults and such. But uh, Davy is becoming, you know, a, a monster. Uh, less, well, not a monster. I think nah. she's fine. She's
0: she's growing up. Finally. No, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, she's actually, you know changing a bit still still has a lot of the same insecure stuff and like self-sabotages a lot of stuff so yeah but you know but she's she's getting
1: there she's fixing herself you know she is broken uh she has self-image issues which uh i mean i'm sure plenty of people do but you know she's at least willing to tackle those self uh image issues and Mm -hmm. uh yeah uh, I, I think it's a, a strong season for her and everybody. I think everybody grows, uh, including uh, who used to be my least favorite character and now Definitely not my least favorite character, or at least like if she's the least favorite, she's at least bumped herself up, up some uh, Eleanor, who went from being a self-centered uh, garbage person into actually being a caring friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I liked her a lot in this, this season. I still like all of, All of, like, the main crew have really good stories this season, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, the fuck's his name? Ben. Uh, He's probably the worst one of of all of them, but, you know, whenever he has his, uh, shit extraction, that really changes everything for him.
0: Yeah, he gets his very own episode. Uh, Andy Samberg comes back to narrate it again.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, I, I really don't have many complaints about this season. There's very few things wrong with it. Uh, and the things that I would have considered wrong with it are fixed by the plot advancing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's um, interesting to see Davey ride the line between like awkward nerdy girl like we're used to. And like uh, the person that everyone's jealous of now, because now that her and Paxton are dating, like everybody looks at her the way she used to look at girls that dated Paxton is like, right. everybody's like pissed off all the time at her. But then like, uh, she doesn't like change herself though. Like she doesn't become super popular really. And that's so like, that's consistently like the thing I find hardest to believe in the show. Cause she's not like she, she's good at acting awkward, but like Maturi Ramakrishnan is like a very pretty girl. It's just like they put her in a shirt with bananas on it so that you know she's a dork.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's like the the ponytail with glasses and overalls scenario that we got not another teen movie.
0: And she takes off her her glasses. She shakes her hair loose and uh, instantly becomes a dime piece.
1: Uh, Come on, Janie. She's 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 (laughs) she's unsalvageable. She's she's got a ponytail and overalls and glasses. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, she paints and has independent thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah,
1: it, it is it is a lot of that. I mean, for the most part, we're in Hollywood. We're, we're talking about that too. Like, what was it, Tanner Buchanan in uh, He's All That, mm-hmm. where you know it's Tanner Buchanan, like he's he's a good looking dude, he's a terrible actor, but good looking dude. Like you're you're gonna pretend that this man isn't like. Gorgeous and women are fawning over him all the time. Okay, whatever. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. um Imagine you're in a room. And no, like... no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah yet. but the ending is awesome. So if I can just play. Bitch, the... This is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss
0: that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. I also like that. Like, I guess they did it a bit. In each season, but like it feels like uh Nalini, her mom has like a stronger story this season where she's starting to like take care of herself more and not just be like constantly devoted to her family. Like she's mm-hmm. thinking of herself more and like doing regular person things. See,
1: I, I think they hinted that. And they, they do give her a friend character mm-hmm. and that's great. But outside of their interactions because of their kids, like like they have like one or two like interactions by themselves. Otherwise, like it's all within the context of their children, which like doesn't really lean towards a, an independent storyline of Davey. Um, but her Bond with Davy has significantly improved since the first
0: season, where it was basically them just doing nothing but screaming at each other the whole time. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know what else. Anisa's more of like just a regular part of the friend group. She has mm-hmm. a good story. Um, fucking Eric has a a good story. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, yeah, uh, runs the school gossip account. Yeah, uh, Lady
1: Whistle Down, w- Lady Whistle Boy, fucking fantastic. Good job, Netflix. Bring in your own shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, so good. It's fantastic stuff. And then, um, I think the last actual character there is in the show is, uh, a uh, fucks their name. I mean, we can talk about Des uh, and just him existing. I like he, he's he seems like a great relationship for Davey. and then it's just like, well, uh, his mom's crazy uh, for some reason. Like it, it which just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like his mom just kind of Karens into into a scenario and forces their relationship to end, which is uh, very strange. Yeah,
0: because you know Davey's a bad influence. Because she's working through some shit because she has a dead dad.
1: I know. What a monster. How how could this uh, presumably 17-year-old girl exist with a dead dad? Fucking loser. How dare you have dead dad? Nothing will get in the way of my son achieving his dreams and being not uh, a, a kid with a dead dad.
0: <laughs> it's about all I have to say about the show. I, yeah. I've consistently liked it since the beginning. I think this shows, you know, despite not being necessarily the target audience for it, because I am not a teen girl and never have been. uh, I think it's consistently well put together and entertaining and Uh, like actually funny. And I, I actually really like. I really like Mindy Kaling's like comedic sensibilities, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, th- this show is extremely funny. Uh, I was watching the first two episodes and Ashley was in the uh, shower for the second episode because she was out doing yard work and uh, she comes out and she's like, what is so funny? And I'm like, this show, this show is hilarious. It, it, like, it, it has enough laughs and heart and it get, it just gets you. It's, it's really it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. It pulls you in with the laughs and makes you stay for the heart.
0: That's true. So, uh, what would you give? Never have I ever of season three. I'm gonna say four. Like, like I said, it's just it's just consistently good. I agree. These are these are good takes, Caleb. I'm really proud of you. All right, uh, let's talk about something that's you know maybe not consistently good.
1: Whatever could you mean?
0: <laughs> we watched the live action Netflix adaptation of the anime Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist.
1: Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. So, did you watch both parts too? Uh, I, I did. Yeah, so I did that. Uh, so, I, I mean, like, I feel like we could just talk Come about play them. Play with me. We could just talk about them together because they both have the same
0: positives and negatives. Yeah, sure. I will say uh, still better than the fucking Last Airbender movie.
1: Oh, yes, that's not a difficult bar to cross.
0: So uh, visually, like, I don't know. I would put this on par with the fucking Gantz movie that we watched. Like Uh it's an anime adaptation movie. There's like a certain level of budget that they throw at that. And then, you know, it is what it is. Um, are you aware that the Gantz movie was entirely CG that we watched? Now, I thought that the characters were like
1: in it, though. I don't oh, know. Wait a minute. Are, are, are there two Gantz movies? Oh, I think there's two Gantz movies. One's entirely computer animated and one is uh, with live action characters. Yeah,
0: because we watched Gantz. O, and I think that. Huh.
1: Maybe we watch huh. two different movies at, and, and I watch the, them
0: concurrently.
1: Yeah, like you watch the one with the actual characters and I watch the one's with the computer characters. Maybe I could be wrong. But yeah, the special effects aren't horrendous. Like they're they're competent. Like they it, don't look like they're a part of the world in the first place, but you know, they're
0: they're still okay. I don't know. They have a Japanese person with like his hair d- dyed bleached blonde to play Edward, which is fine. Uh,
1: which it's is a fine. Japanese movie. Uh, yeah. it, it It's one of those animes, though, where like if they whitewashed the characters uh, and, you know, made Edward a, a blonde hair, blue eyed kid who, who spoke perfect English and looked like a white guy, uh, I wouldn't like. Immediately run to the hills and complain about how uh, they've whitewashed the the movie because at least where they are feels very European for where it is, so it's going to be predominantly run by whites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, they have like an entire Chinese uh, country that I didn't know about because I haven't gotten that far in fucking uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, the actual anime. Uh, so that was a surprise to me is to see uh, like basically like an East Asian country uh, also included in this whole thing. Hmm. Uh, but the, the big problem that I have with this movie or these movies, it's two things when they decide, well, the first thing is when they decide to actually spend the time to develop plot lines and stories, the plot lines and stories are actually serviceable. However, a counterpoint to that is uh they try to do way too much and try to tell way too many plot lines of stories that uh they for the first hour and a half jump around a fuck ton as to what's actually going on. And it's extremely confusing to understand what the plot even should be. And I get lost the whole time.
0: That's the thing. Like, it still has a lot of the same issue that the last Airbender movie had, where it's like. Just trying to cram, you know, 20 or so episodes down into uh, the run length of a movie. And it doesn't really necessarily work. Um, no. in, the, in, in the anime, like, they kind of jump back and forth on a lot of these stories. And in this, like, all of the Scar stuff is exclusively in the second movie. And then, yes. like, you know all like the lab five stuff is exclusively in the first movie or whatever, but like, eh, and that's fine. You know, it makes it more coherent as a movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I look at it and I see like, you know, cause they, they make Shao Tucker a thing in, in the first movie and shout Tucker. I mean, everyone, if you know anything about anime, you know about shout Tucker and like, but they put in the scar stuff like, cause I believe Scar kills him and the Chimera Nina.
0: And so. yes. And in this, Nina's just never dealt with and forgotten about. Right. Nina's
1: never dealt with, which like there's an end credit scene to the first the first movie. And I th- would have thought like, oh, they're going to put Scar in here. And he's going to like find the Chimera Nina and he's going to fucking Scar it. And mm-hmm. they didn't do that. They don't they don't set up Scar at all in the, at the for the first movie. Like, they would have been super cool if they would have just, like, had Scar come in and fucking merc Nina. Like, because Shia Tucker actually serves, like, a narrative purpose throughout the rest of the movie, which is fine. I, that was an interesting adaptation because they didn't have, uh, Bi- was it Billy the Chopper? Was the guy who, who mm. put in the, the thoughts that Alphonse is actually not Alphonse yes. and then he has fake memories?
0: That's correct. Because, yeah, because he was another, alphonse type where it was like a spirit tethered to a golem
1: right so he's like well your memories probably aren't even real as as an effort to get him to psychologically believe or like the psychologically falter uh in this they just are like "Shaw tucker's just like yeah you may you, you may not have been a real boy ever and it's like why the fuck <laughs> you, why the fuck is Shaw tucker saying this like it makes no sense and it just felt like they had like bullet points that they had to hit. They're like, well, we have to have Alphonse have an existential crisis and then he has to fucking fight Edrico uh, Edward over it for some fucking reason. And you're just like, OK, cool.
0: Yeah, 100 uh, percent.
1: You have to have Edward go back to his hometown to get his arm fixed by Winry. So that way they both can go find Dr. Marco. But the reason why he got got his arm fixed in the anime is because Scar fucked it up the first time, which happens in the second movie. Mm-hmm. So it just it, it, it like jump. It takes pieces and jumbles them. And yeah, it's fine. But also. It feels like it's a bit of a mess because it's just like, oh, we ha- uh, how do we get Edward and Winry together? Oh, fuck up his arm somehow. Who cares? You know, uh, how do we get, what's his face, to have an existential cry? crisis? Oh, get, sh- Shout Tucker will fucking tell him for some fucking reason. Why Why would this man ever do that? I don't know. Because he's Shout Tucker. Uh, I don't know. We, we all hate, all my homies hate Shout Tucker. Yeah. I'm saying that was said in a board meeting. So Some like 30 year old exec was like, yeah, all my homies hate Shout Tucker. Fuck that guy. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's a, uh, they're a collection of, Thoughts that somebody had and just went. Yeah, sure. And it's the full metal movie.
0: Hmm. It's. It's fine. They're fine. They're fine
1: movies. Which is which is fine. Uh, I, I hate how the scar movie ends on a fucking cliffhanger.
0: To be continued,
1: right? A a literal to be continued, which like all they had to do was just end the movie five minutes earlier after they all get sucked into gluttony. Wouldn't that have been a fantastic ending? Yeah. (laughs) But instead, they they drag it on for another five minutes for no fucking reason. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Ruin your movie. I don't give a shit. So, yeah. Uh, those are my thoughts. Do you have any additional thoughts? Because I basically hog the whole conversation.
0: No, uh, it was it was really just kind of whatever.
1: Hmm. Yeah. it happens. Or, you know, whatever. We tried, Caleb. We really tried to give these a chance. And uh, my God. <laughs> uh Oh, can I let me just say one other thing that didn't work in the movie. Uh, m- at least four times between the two movies, they called Edward short. Mm-hmm. But this man that they have playing Edward is of average height. So uh, the short jokes and short references never worked because this man is an average looking man. He is not like basically a stunted growth boy.
0: Or... All the actors in the film are Asian and they're not well known for their height.
1: Yeah, that's also true.
0: But, but I
1: I just want to point out. I hope that's
0: not offensive, but I feel like that is maybe maybe a little Uh, bit, probably a, a real stereotype that exists for a reason.
1: Yeah. But, uh, I don't remember if he was ever as tall as Winry was, but uh, in this movie, the actor is definitely as tall as the the girl playing Winry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I feel like Winry was always like way the fuck taller than him.
1: Yeah. And he's the same height as her and she's making short jokes. And, and also like,
0: way out of his league.
1: Also way out of his league, dear God. I mean, with that hair. It, everybody's out of his league with that fucking wig that he has on. Yeah. So. Uh, that's it I'm guessing uh, and if there's anything else let me know but otherwise uh, what would you give the full Metal Alchemist movies this is like a two that's right they're about they're about two like the yeah yeah we've talked about it enough but yeah two two is good alright that's the show thank you all for uh, listening uh, if you want to hear more f- about the show you can find our show at Netflix and Swill.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill uh I went to our Redbubble page recently because, uh, my work was doing a, uh, a, a, a donation basket. And I wanted to put like a Netflix and Swill cause they wanted us to donate items. And I was going to put like a Netflix and Swill travel mug in there. So I, I get it all ready to go. And Redbubble says it's not shipping until, and I'm not lying here. March 17th.
0: What the fuck?
1: So, uh, for those of you who are, who are listening to this, uh, potentially now or later. Uh March is in fucking 7 months. So yeah. So uh go check out our T public page at tpublic.com/something. Uh it, it, just go to netflix.com and then hit the merch tab and it'll take you to the T public cuz uh I don't trust Redbubble anymore.
0: Yeah. Fuck that. Uh well next week on the show we're going to be watching Lost Ollie, which is a live action Toy Story. And uh, I think for the back half of that, because we have nothing better, uh, we're going to go back to the list of movies and shit that I was I had going there for a little bit of shit we could just pull from and, you know, do whatever. Uh, I think the only one I have on there currently is Cliffhanger because it it was all just like, you know, 90s action movies that I hadn't seen Mm-hmm. So there's that. I have no idea if it's good. Who's even in it? Uh, Sylvester Stallone, John Lithgow, and Michael Rucker. Uh, Filled with remorse after a tragedy, Ranger Gabe Walker returns to the cliffs to rescue a group of stranded climbers who aren't what they seem. So he's like uh, a mountain rescue person. Yeah. Uh, So he has to go save these people, but I think they... They turn out to be like smugglers or like fucking cartel guys or something. And he has to fight them.
1: That sounds just schlocky enough to be a 90s movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, do you have any other stuff to tell them, Dan?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it's your one. Netflix and Swirls.com is your one stop shop for all things. Netflix and Swill. Check out everything. Links to our show. Other podcasts on the, the website. Uh, Gerald's doing his thing over two peas on a podcast, you know, plugging away like a good boy. Uh, Ashley is taking the month off because she's watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and there's a lot of episodes to that. And maybe eventually we'll do Monk because I will force her to watch enough episodes to Monk that she'll just be like, let's just fucking do it. So I have something and I'll go. Cool. Great. Okay.
0: Uh this is related to nothing but I just wanted to tell you that um a little bit ago I watched a a video on YouTube of a guy pouring liquid nitrogen down a fucking yellow jacket's nest and it was a uh, pretty bad AAS Uh send link. that sounds wild. <laughs> um yeah, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song Bitter, uh which is the feeling of You know what a yellow jacket goes through in its last moments when it's being frozen to death by liquid nitrogen. (laughs) Uh, It's okay to kill yellow jackets because they're fucking awful.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yellow jackets and hornets kill them. Ooh, kill them.
0: Yeah, yellow jackets can fuck right off. That's it. Until next week. This is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday.